Welcome to another episode of The Backstory by Commercial Observer. Los Angeles, the city of angels and the home of Hollywood, finds itself under a magnifying glass in today's discussion. Historically, LA's real estate powerhouses have been synonymous with the world of entertainment. Yet, as we see the iconic sound stages hushed and picketing celebrities making headlines, we must ask, how has the real estate fabric of LA evolved? Join Greg Cornfield, our esteemed LA editor, and Max Gross, our editor-in-chief, as they delve into the Power LA 2023 list. Discover the resilience of multifamily landlords, the strategic foresight of developers, and how the industrial real estate market shines amid this turbulence. Brace yourself as we unveil power players shaping the future of LA. Hello, I'm Max Gross, Editor-in-Chief of Commercial Observer, and I am here with none other than California Commercial Observer Editor, Gregory Cornfield. Greg, how are you? I'm great. Thank you, Max. Excited to talk today. So I think that Californians have this um, persona or this image that they're laid back, that, you know, it's 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 such a... Uh, you know, breezy, fun time, but you are, are, are giving lie to that. You, you are undermining that image because um, this week we came out with our Power LA list, which, um, I don't know, you must have done at least two-thirds of them or something like that. But um, what a lift. Congratulations. Thank you. Yes, uh, very proud of it. Um, a lot of work uh, went into it, but uh, we're very proud of it. And I think the list also goes to show, um, you know, that a lot of commercial real estate action is going on here too. You know, we go to the beach on the weekends, but we close deals uh, during the week at least. You know, there's more billion dollar studio developments being planned, um, more housing in the works. Um, and of course, the industrial scene is. Uh, still overflowing with uh, demand. Which is good to hear because, you know, there's so many, you know, bad real estate stories. And I know that there are some bad real estate stories in L.A. as well. But um, there are a lot of good ones. So, I don't know, why don't you start by just taking us through what were the who, – who, who did we elevate this year? Who were the ones that, like, you know, um, really seized their spot on the list? Well, when you say – Seizing their spot, I think about, uh, you know, Rexford and Prologis, uh right away, just because uh, it's easy. They're, put, they're putting up, you know, big numbers still, despite, um, you know, these major headwinds that everyone else is facing. You know, Rexford and Prologis are have these massive industrial portfolios in Southern California, um, and they're not slowing down at all. They've made huge deals. Rexford is over 1.2 billion this year. Um, Prologis is made even bigger transactions than that. They're much more global than Rexford, but they obviously have a big, uh, Southern California is, is their biggest uh, market. The other ones that you'll see elevated this year are the multifamily, the apartment owners, the biggest ones in Southern California especially when compared to years past, at least. And I don't know if I would say that they seized their spot because it sort of has, they've, they've, they've fallen into it in a sense, whereas, you know, the other sectors are in a weeks, a much weaker spot right now. So we looked at the top multifamily and apartment landlords in the region. And that's why you're going to see names like Avalon Bay, Equity Residential, 
um, of course, Irvine company, they've, they're consistently on our list, but they own, you know, 40,000 plus units around Southern California. Um, and while, you know, all these other asset classes are struggling in a sense, um, except for industrial, um, multifamily just still seems like such a much safer bet because, you know, there's of course an ongoing housing shortage, a housing crisis in Southern California. And we know that demand for these rentals, um, it's not going anywhere. Hmm. And also, I mean, look, obviously in years past, we, we've certainly had, um, some industrial, uh, players on the list, but, um, it just fortifies it, I think, this year. There's just so much activity in the Inland Empire. And, I, yes, I read your stuff, so I know that um, uh, there has been uh, 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 this theory that industrial has sort of plateaued at this point, that, the, that a lot of the biggest deals are um, probably, you know, in the past, but um, it's still not like, you know, anywhere like where, you know, an asset class like office is at the moment. But, um, you know, there were a lot of industrial people on this list as well. Right. You know, you look, Amazon is on this list um, for multiple reasons, but one is obviously because they're the king of e-commerce. They're still growing their warehouse space in uh, uh, Southern California, um, including um, a four, you know, million plus square foot um, property that Prologis is building. So, yeah, vacancies are still very low. It's still performing um, a lot stronger than, of course, office and these other asset classes that we talked about. And, you know, when you say plateauing, think about, you know, what that means. We're not going down. You know, we went up at these incredible heights and now it's, you know, just normalizing. It's still uh, very much a strong market. Um, it's not as crazy as it was in uh, 2021 or 2022, but deals are still um, being made, especially in uh, Southern California. And leases are still being signed, for sure. Mm. And, of course, I mean, L.A. is a entertainment town as well, of course. Um, and we, Who told you? <laughs> I don't know. I heard it somewhere. I read it in a, in a book somewhere. Um, but um, also a lot of, I mean, it's a weird time for entertainment, obviously. Um, there has been... How long has the strike been going on now? Six months? Um, I know it's been over two months for the actors. And I think it's been over 100 days, well over 100 days, actually, for the writers. And, I mean, during this period, like, what what have the studio owners, the, the landlords who own studio space and develop studio space, have they been sitting on their thumbs or um, have they actually been working during this period? Well, yes, it's definitely been a weird year, to say the least, um, for Hollywood. Historically weird. You know, it's been so long since both the actors and writers have been on strike. And now it does feel like we've seen the actors more so, you know, that we love picketing on Sunset Boulevard outside of, you know, Netflix offices and studios than we've seen them on HBO or on TV or on our favorite shows. And it's probably only going to get weirder because... You know, as we get into the latter part of the year, these movie theaters, television networks, streamers are going to start to have less and less content to show. And, you know, think about what's going on with um, movie theaters. They were already struggling with less and less content as they 
try to adapt to a new age. And, you know, that is the darling business of Hollywood. And it is in quite a precarious position. Mm. Well, and yeah, and and one imagines that the strike must have at least made some people rethink this or or pause or, yeah. I thought it was a, a, an interesting choice that, uh, for the honorable mention, we uh, gave it to Meredith uh, Stein. I don't know if that's how you pronounce her last name, who's the head of the Writers Guild, uh, and Fran Drescher, who's doing negotiations for uh, Screen Actors Guild. Well, for studio developers and investors and landlords, there's unfortunately nothing they can do right now. They don't get to be at the negotiation table. Um, so a lot of them are hurting right now. And you're going to see that reflected in the list this year. This is actually the story that we're going to remember 2023 for here in LA. You know, we're not going to um, remember that industrial is plateauing, right? We're going to remember, you know, this um, labor dispute over, you know, artificial intelligence, but it's keeping all our sound stages completely empty. You know, this trophy asset class that has defined Los Angeles are these historic studios and these new ones coming on. There's a historic level of development in the pipeline that's now a lot of people are questioning how is that going to saturate the market? So there's a lot of questions right now. And I'm not sure how it's going to play out, but what I do know is we're going to look back at this moment as being sort of the deciding moment that echoes through, you know, how studio real estate evolves moving forward. How much are they going to need and how are they going to use it? You know, that remains to be seen. There was one more entertainment figure He's an entertainment figure, but he's also another, uh, you could look at him in a bunch of different ways. But one other figure that I thought was an interesting pick was uh, Bob Iger, who, as I recall, you were um, pressing for. Um, So why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about why uh, Disney was one of the people that we, or one of the companies that we really wanted to highlight? That's right. I mean, the decisions being made at Disney to say that, you know, they make waves is, I mean, talk about an understatement. Um, you know, surely they're uh, one of the front and center companies for this historic labor dispute. Um, when I think of Disney and their power of real estate, you know, I also think about how Disney is the largest employer in Orange County because of Disneyland. But, you know, that's massive. And they have this historic dominance over um, the entertainment hub in Burbank, where every studio that you've ever watched any media movie television something it can it probably came out of burbank um and you know it, disney didn't start hollywood and i don't want to say you know what would hollywood be without disney but it just seems like as we evolve with you know technology combining with streaming and how we consume our content it just seems like i mean Again, it's like, I, you know, for lack of a better term, Disney is the straw that stirs the drink. Sorry to Reggie Jackson, but they just are. And they're, you know, like I said, when, when, when Bob Iger is talking about 
laying X amount of people off or combining uh, certain arms of the company or even, you know, requiring three to four days a week at the office, these decisions are huge realist have huge real estate impact behind them. And Disney is, you know, making these waves and making these decisions that echo through the rest of the industry because they're Disney. Um, so obviously they're a force in LA because of all of the production that they do, um, all the entertainment that they produce. But, um, what about like, uh, their footprint in terms of theme parks and, and, and whatnot? I mean, it's still a, it's a, it's a huge employer. It's uh, the Disneyland is a huge entertainment center. Absolutely. Um, we actually know now that, you know, they, they really want to lean more so into um, grabbing tourism and uh, visitors at their uh, theme parks um, around the world because it's been among their uh, strongest revenue streams uh, for so long. So now the Wall Street Journal is uh, reporting that Disney is uh, planning to invest upwards of $60 billion over the next decade. Um, this is going to be global for its theme parks and uh, resorts and cruises um, around the world, but that definitely includes um, the space that it commands in Orange County um, and expanding the Disneyland Resort there. Um, we know they already have thousands of acres available for uh, development. Um, that includes housing and affordable housing and community building, but also now um, we know they're going to be able to use that uh, to expand their uh, theme park um, down down in Orange County um, and continue to uh, attract millions and millions of uh, visitors each year. So when you have, you know, all these different aspects in play from, you know, their production from Burbank down to the theme parks um, that they're most known for in Orange County, that's um, that's clearly real real estate power. Well, um, this was a great list. Uh, it was, it was, it was a real lift. Um, Greg, anything else you want to leave our uh, listeners with before we in, implore them to open up the list and read it for themselves? Because I think that the, each entry does tell um, a great story about some of the things that are happening in LA, um, and that's one of the things, that, one of the reasons why I love these kinds of lists. But um, what, give us your take before we before we implore our readers. Um, yes, I'm very proud of it. A lot of um, great work went into this, not just me. A lot of people uh, chipped in. Um, everyone chipped in. Uh, Max, Tom, Actelli, um, all our editors and reporters. But I think um, the best part is that this list really tells the story or paints the picture of L.A. and its commercial real estate market right now for 2023. Um I think, you know, it tells the story of who's up, who's down, why, and, you know, gives you a view of the field and what's going on. Um, you know, we've got, look at, for example, Jameson, a local uh, development firm. So um, they've been flipping offices to residential developments for years, long before the pandemic. But, um, you know, how advantageous does that seem now, you know? 
that they've been they they were already doing that and they're still doing that and that's why they're on the list this year because they've got huge projects underway and they're one of the biggest uh, multifamily owners but anyway yeah i think that's what you'll find is good stories like that but also um you'll get a view and a you know an understanding of you know the power players of los angeles for 2023 so go out and read it commercialobserver.com I'm Max Gross, editor of Commercial Observer. I'm here with Greg Cornfield, uh, LA editor, Commercial Observer. Uh, Greg, thanks so much. Thanks, Max. Thank you for joining us on this insightful journey into the heart of real estate in LA. As the dynamics of Los Angeles change, the city's future is being written by its real estate visionaries. Dive deeper into the Power LA 2023 list on our website, commercialobserver.com to uncover the full spectrum of industry leaders and change makers. Remember to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform. We are on every one of them. And stay tuned for more discussions that bring the world of real estate right to your earbuds.